Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Selby Show. Before I start this podcast, I'd like to clarify a few things first. I am still learning English, so if I have a little bit of an accent, I apologize for it. I hope you guys don't mind. Also, since this is my very first podcast, I'd like to do a self-introduction first, and then I'm going to be jumping right into the topic. So my name is Guillermo. I am 24 years old. I came to the United States about seven or eight years ago, and I currently reside in California. So today's topic is you can do it. I want to tell you a little bit of my personal story, my personal life. So if I was able to make it, then you can make it too. I've seen a lot of people that have a lot of issues. They are going through depression. They are going through bad things in their lives. They are going through you know, they need to listen to somebody. They want to hear somebody. They need to talk to someone. I know what's that like because I've been there before many, many times. And the only reason why I decided to create this channel is because I want to talk a lot of a lot of topics that, you know, people would like to talk about. And this is something that is very important that I believe I should share with people. So I am a person that comes from El Salvador. And if you don't know what El Salvador is, is one of the smallest countries in Central America. And it's one of the most dangerous ones. Uh, I can promise you that as soon as you type El Salvador in Google or in YouTube, you just got to see bad things. If you want to see a documentary about it, I would suggest you to do it. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things going on in those documentaries. And as a person that grew up over there, uh, I can definitely assure you that everything is real. So, but we would discuss, you know, uh, the topics of a third world country or a country in development like El Salvador. Also is known as the most dangerous countries in the world, is one of the most dangerous countries in the world. So, so let me tell you something. I came here legally a long time ago, thanks to my mother and one thing I can definitely tell you is that I've seen a lot of people that complain about their lives, how how their life is doing, you know, how they're not able to find a job, how they're not able to, you know, to 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 be responsible, how they're not able to how they are not able to pay bills, how they're not able to take care of their children's, you know how they are addicted to drugs and they try to fight against it, you know. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen I've seen many things that I know people that are going through a very very bad situation. And I wish I could do something about it. And I think this is the only reason why I need to talk about this because I feel like I might help somebody by saying the next things I'm about to say. I want to say some words of encouragement of courage and I want to tell you this I am not American I did not grow up in the United States I wish I would <laughs> I wish I could have but unfortunately and at the same time I happy I I'm happy it happened to me <laughs> I grew up outside this bubble you know I grew up in a very bad environment. 
it got to the point where my life was so messed up that I was about to join, I was about to be a gang member. That's how bad it was. I hit rock bottom many times in my life. Many, many, many times. And I'm only 24. Why, you may wonder. I grew up with no dad. I grew up with no mom. The only people that took care of me was my grandpa and my grandma when I was young. They could not hold me. They did not, you know, they did not have the uh, ability to, you know, to, you know, tell me, hey, don't do this or don't do that because they were so busy working. So I had a lot of freedom. And when when freedom hits you, when you know what's it like to be free, you want to do a lot of bad things and good things at the same time. And sometimes it's just really, really hard to take decisions that might affect your life in a positive manner or it might affect your life in a very bad manner, you know? My dad was a an abusive person. He did a lot of bad things to my mom. He did a lot of bad things to my grandpa, to my grandma. We suffer, all of us, watching him, taking care of him. Unfortunately, my dad passed away six months ago, and I did not drop a single tear for him. I did not. Because I would be a very hypocrite person if I would cry for him. Because my dad was a person that did a lot of bad things to my whole to the whole people that was around them. Just to give you an example how bad I got in my in my life. And and I've I've never said this to anybody and whoever is listening, you know, I hope you take this as something that uh, as a lesson or something that you're lucky to have the life you have. My dad was an alcoholic person. He was a drug addict. He was an abuser. And we're talking about this is not this did not happen in the US. This happened in my country in El Salvador where there's absolutely no hope of getting help at all when it comes to situations like this. Here in the United States at least you have some help you can go to. You have people that can support you sometimes. Even people that, that you know that you don't know, they can be supporting you over there is nothing. But anyways, my my dad he beat up my mom many times. I saw it. He would make my mom prostitute herself just to get drugs from the drug dealer. He was about to sell me uh as he, he was about to sell me when I was two years old. And I can confirm that with my mom and I can confirm that with my grandma and some other people, they know my dad. He was going to do it. As a kid, he would send me to buy beers, to buy cigarettes, to buy all kinds of things for him. And yeah, I was barely seven years old when I was doing that. There's no rules over there. Like I said, in El Salvador, at least at that time, there were no rights at all. There were no 
barriers to say, hey, this is too much. You can't do this. There, were, there, was, there was nothing like that over there. Especially if you live in a small town. There's no rules at all. So my dad used to send me to get his stuff. And when I couldn't hold it, when I couldn't hold seven bottles of beer in my little tiny hands, you know, a seven-year-old kid holding beers, if I happened to drop one of them, he would beat the shit out of me. Just like that. And I did drop more than once. And I was so afraid to come back home with it. One time I even thought about running away from home. Just because I dropped one bottle of beer and I broke it. That's how afraid I was from my dad. So not only that happened, but... But my dad... Hurt me so much mentally. To the point where... I just didn't want to leave anymore. I did not want to continue with my life anymore. I tried to kill myself many, many times. Imagine saving money from the age of 10 until 16. And all of a sudden, that money is away. I worked so hard to get my very first laptop when I was 16 years old. I worked so hard. I'm saying I worked so hard because I used to sell fruit uh, on, on, uh, on the streets by the sidewalks. I would be screaming all day, hey, fruit here, hey, you know, got mang- mangoes, whatever. I would be screaming all day. People would buy fruit from me, 15 cents at that time for a bag of fruit. I was making 15 cents per bag of fruit. Imagine trying to save $150 with 15 cents. I was making it roughly, I was making about 75 cents a, a day, working maybe four hours a day. Not only that, but I was going to school and I was risking my life of getting assaulted or getting robbed in the streets by gang members. I wanted to have a laptop when I was a kid so bad. And I saved money as much as I could until I hit the $150 and all of a sudden it disappeared just because my dad came back home. I wasn't there, I was in school. He came back home, he teared up my entire room to find money, and he ended up finding my $150. He spent it all in drugs. Just like that. Now, that wasn't the best, that wasn't the worst part. No, that was nothing. That was just the very tip of the iceberg, you know? What he did when he had my stepmom, because he had a different he had different girlfriends every day but there was this woman that i grew up with that i don't know for some reason she she stick around him for such a long time and i feel bad for her because she was such a nice person she was such a nice person she she was the the most nicest woman i would ever meet like i don't know how to describe this she took care of me so much. She treated me so well. She was like my mom. I loved her so much. She was like my mom. And my dad, he was the type of person who, was not, who wasn't always around. Whenever he was on drugs, he would like disappear for days. Whenever he was drunk, he would disappear for, you know, for weeks. Whatever. Like I wouldn't see him at all. And the only times he would show up was just to cause troubles. So basically one day, you know, I'm shorting, I, I'm trying to not make this story so long because like I said, it's, it's so many details in this topic that it would take me hours to get to it. 
But one day, after you know one year of relationship, my stepmom, she wanted to leave so bad because she was suffering every day with this asshole. She wanted to leave so bad, and she couldn't because this guy was threatening her, threatening her to kill her. So one day he shows up very high. I don't know what the hell he was into. And he grabbed everything from my uh, steps mom, uh, from my stepmother's room. She took all her clothing out. She took all her perfumes out. Every single thing. She, not, not, not that she got from him, but she worked for. And he burned it in the streets. Just like that. And that was the last drop of my stepmom. And she's like, I'm done. I'm going away. I'm leaving. And I remember my dad, he wanted to beat her up. And I stood right in front of her. Because I really loved her so much. I, I, I consider her so much as a mother that I did wanted to protect her. I wanted to do it. And I stood up right in front of her. I remember my dad screaming at me to move out of the way. I, did, I didn't do it. And he punched me really, really hard in my in my in my face. I got a little scar in between my uh, I believe it's my left eye uh, or my right eye uh, where I got the scar from. He knocked me unconscious, and next thing I know, I wake up and I have blood in my face, and and I'm cleaning up. And I remember my stepmom saying, "This is your child. This is your children. Like this is your child. What are you doing?" And he said out loud. I don't care about this motherfucker. All I care is about you. That's all he said. I would never forget those words. They hurt me so bad. It hurt me more than the punch he gave me. And I stood up. And I went. I walked over the phone. And, and I was calling. I was dialing 911. He asked me what I was doing. And I said, I'm, I'm calling the cops. And he said to me, if you call the cops and I go to jail, I swear to God, once I get out of jail, I'm going to kill you. That's what he said to me, my own dad. And I remember since that day, I said to him, you know what, dad? From now on, I'm not your children anymore. I'm not your child anymore. I'm not your son anymore. I don't want to be with you anymore. I don't want to know nothing about you anymore. He was going to kill me. He went over the kitchen and he grabbed the knife. I thought he was going to kill me, but nothing happened. My stepmom left. My grandpa showed up. He saw what he, you know, like what my dad did to me. He pulled out of his gun and, and my grandpa, he was telling my dad that he was going to kill him and stuff. My grandpa, I felt bad for him because he loved me so much. He considered me his son for him to see me that way, suffering, like it was too much. So that day, my dad, he tried to kill himself. He ended up cutting his wrists, his uh, toes, his chest. And the reason why I found out about that is because he locked himself in the room and I couldn't sleep that night. That's the only, that's the only reason why I got, I got a stroke in my face and I couldn't move my face, half of my face for eight months because I was going through so much stress. I couldn't sleep for one entire week one day and that's when my stroke hit me one time. But that's another story. 
Uh, by the way, I was getting bullied for that in school. So imagine combining all this situation, you know, all this problem going on in your life, your dad, you know, trying to kill you, not giving you the life that you deserve. And we're talking about I'm a kid at this point. I'm still a kid. I'm barely 14, 15, 16, something like that. I wasn't older than 16 years old, though. And I was getting bullied in school because I used to suffer from acne. On top of that, I had um, I had a stroke. I couldn't talk. I couldn't eat properly. I had to drink only liquids. That's the only thing I could eat, just liquids, because I couldn't chew, because the, the food would fall out of my mouth, because I couldn't speak. Just look up on YouTube videos of people having strokes in their faces. It's so bad. And for a kid, a 14-year-old kid to have things like that, that's not normal. That's nothing healthy. So basically, after suffering with, you know, with my entire life of bullying, being bullied due to acne, due to the stroke, um, my left, my girlfriend left me at the time for uh, my one of my ex-best friends. <laughs> Shit was piling up on top of each other. You know, like I wanted to kill myself just like that. But you know what? I could have taken the easy way out. You know why I didn't do it? A lot of people don't do it because we're afraid of what's going to happen after we do it. And that's the only reason why there's a lot of people that you see them sad. You see them alone. You see them sitting on the streets like nothing. You might think... This is just a homeless person. You might think, oh, this is just some asshole that didn't want to work. But you don't know if this person had a really rough life and decided to give up. Instead of killing himself, he just gave up in life. And now he's just living as a poor person. And that's it. You got to think about it. Think about it. You don't know someone else's life. And unfortunately, that's the reality. But let me tell you something. You're not alone. You know why? Even though after I went through fucking hell with my dad, after I even tried to kill myself many times, after the only hope of being happy I had was my girlfriend, and she did what she did to me. After my grandpa died, who was my dad, I loved him so much. I cried for him so much. After everything, I was traumatized. And when I came here to the United States, it didn't help that I didn't know English at all. I couldn't communicate with people in high school. But guess what? That didn't stop me. Sadly, I did not have a family that was economically stable. So therefore, I couldn't graduate from high school. Just so you know, I'm going to tell you my status right now. I have no GED, I have no high school. The only thing that I have with me is the ability to be able to work. And I am a hard worker. And when you are a hard worker, you can get any job, brother. Sister, you can get any job. And I'll tell you this. A lot of people with college degrees, with bachelor degrees, high school diplomas, even goddamn GD, GEDs, they don't have, they don't have jobs. And let me tell you this: 
you can do it. You know why? Because I can. I did. I did. I am on a job that I'm getting paid $19 an hour without a GED, without a diploma, without any single thing. My English is not even perfect. But I am here. So if I was able to do it, you can do it. I know you're going through hard things in your life. I know it's not easy. I know because I've been there. I come from another country, from a country where life is not worth it at all. And my life could have been gone since a long time ago. Because what? The only thing I found about myself, you know what? The only reason why I believe I did not kill myself and I decided to keep moving forward in life was not because of my family, was not because of, was not because of, uh, you know, the, 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 the things that I went through because I wanted to prove people that I'm stronger. No, nobody knows about my life. I am a nobody here. I am a nobody in the United States. Nobody knows me at all. And the few people that know me, the few people that knows me, they couldn't say good things about me. Not because I say them, but because they see it. And I believe the only fulfillment that I have to keep moving forward in life is myself. You know why? Because I am a monument. I am a statue, all right? I am a statue that I built with pain, sadness, tears, and every single thing that you can imagine, worst, that I built, and I'm going to keep building until the, the end of my, of my days. You know why? Because when I die, there's got to be a legacy right there. It might not, not being, I, I might not be alive when that happens. I'm going to be way dead when that happens. But guess what? The people that comes over and, and ask for me and say who this person was, They'll say, yeah, this is the person that inspired me to keep moving forward in life. All right. I hope you guys like this podcast. I felt like saying it. I'm going to be talking different topics in the future. If you liked it, uh, please consider following. Um, if you feel like you want to express yourself, feel free to send a message. Um, I'm open to all ears. I I am not a bad person. I try to help people. Might not be economically because I might be making money and stuff, but at the same time, I you know it's the United States. You gotta pay. You gotta pay a lot of bills, brother. You gotta pay a lot of things in here. But guess what? Life is worth it when you have a motivation, and you gotta find that motivation. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Have a good night and have a good day, good morning, and we'll see you next time.